Steve Rode and Damon Day are coming at you fast, getting you out of debt with their true romance. Steve's the ying to Damon's yang, and they are here to save the day. A couple debt superheroes, Steve and Damon, coming your way. Today, Damon and I are going to be talking about side hustles and ways to make extra money. But before we jump into the podcast, I wanted to share a little behind-the-scenes audio to show you what happens before the podcast you hear begins. Now, normally, this is the stuff that gets deleted and nobody ever hears it, and probably rightfully so. But today, I'm going to share it with you and hopefully put a smile on your face. All of the podcasts are intended to provide you and those you care about with information that can help make your life better in some small way. Sometimes that improvement might be increasing income or reducing expenses. But I also believe that smiling and laughing are assets to aim for as well. What you will hear in the behind the scenes four minutes of audio are some talk about how we actually use one of the services we talk about. And maybe more importantly, you'll hear an idea that never made it. It has sat on the back burner for nearly 20 years. Starting a side hustle or gig where you make money, it's not a swing and home run affair. It is often a lot of ideas or trying different things to find what works best for you. A side hustle that works best for someone else, hey, it just might be a dud for you. That doesn't mean you can't succeed. It really just means it's not right for you. Don't quit. Don't get discouraged. Just keep searching for what fits your abilities, personality, able working times, and your mental motivation. Find what fits the best. I mean, look, if you're not a people person and hate doing rideshare gigs, well, don't do it. Why set yourself up for failure? However, you should probably actually do it and try. You will either confirm your opinion or surprise yourself and be successful. So let me open that door and give you a quick peek behind the scenes. I was trying to get my last little bit of information here. Oh, I found the uh, our intro song and I went back and added it to the beginning of all of our podcasts. I don't even know what our intro song is. <laughs> oh, God, it's hilarious. Uh, let's see if I can... Going down the South Park gun to have ourselves a time. No, it's all about uh, me being the yin to your yang. Oh, I remember that. Oh, cool. <laughs> here, here, hold on a second. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I'm sure you paid at least five bucks on Fiverr. Oh. Yeah, no more than that. That's for damn sure. And speaking of Fiverr, segues right into a great topic today. <laughs> hey, while you're doing that, in honor of that podcast that I heard of ours from 12 years ago, where we talked about what beer we were drinking right before yeah. you started, I went and got me a Coors Banquet out of the fridge, and it's the coveted lager. It's in this, the short stubby bottles. Oh, okay. Straight from the Rockies, my favorite beer. And they have little sayings on the tops. You know, you open up the cap. Yeah. And I thought this one was good because it said, um, be proud of doing it your own way. And I thought since we're going to be talking about side hustles, okay. this was a good beer to have for today. Steve Rode and Damon Day 
That is effing hilarious. (laughs) So now all the debt-free dudes podcasts start with that. (laughs) That's perfect. Oh, God. Uh, Yang to Damon, Yang. (laughs) All right. Is that a fiber deal? Oh, obviously. It must have been. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know you didn't uh, compose and sing it. That's And I would never pay more than $5 for a song. I think you overpaid if it was five. Although I do have some more. That that was the one that made the cut? Yeah, that was the good one. <laughs> I still think this is a, a show we should do. Where's the... Here it is. Hold on. Here we go. Understand what it's all about when to go for it, when to watch out. Can I get a mortgage? What's my score? When should I apply? What should I ignore? Give me credit, help me do it right. Hey, Steve, give me credit, cause it's my life. Hey, Steve, give me credit, I need a helping Hey, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, you got to use that if you're like a loan couple. Oh, I know. I know. That was, uh, I think I did that probably in 2004. Hey, Steve, give me credit. <laughs> How about a loan, bro? I wonder if there's a loan company called Loan Bros. <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> Just call the Loan Bros. Uh, and give credit where credit is. Oh, I have all sorts of custom sounds. That's the Steven Damon song. What about your uh, Tesla horn sound? <laughs> what, the fart? Oh. Yeah, that you were farting at people for a year and didn't even know it. What? I still think that's hilarious. What is this? Let's see. And then one day you're home, you're just kind of looking through the bills to discover the MasterCard, the Visa, and all of a sudden it hits you. Wow. I can never pay this off. and i think the next thought is sucks for them that's right (sighs) all right well you gambled on a fart and lost you're listening to damon day d-a-m-o-n-d-a-y.com and i'm steve road your get out of debt guy at getoutofdebt.org Today, we're talking about side hustles and gigs uh, where you can make money. And this topic was actually suggested by Damon. So, Damon, I will let you take it away. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, what? I don't, have, I don't have anything to take away. I mean, I figure I just riff off of you. You're the one that does all the research and has different... Well, topics. I was... <laughs> 
I just wanted to see how you'd react. Yeah, I did all the research. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, then my reaction was yeah. perfect. Exactly what you expected. What are you talking about? WTF, yeah, Steve. Really. Most of the guest posts that I get where people want to share, I oh, I got this incredible idea for you to make money. Uh, the ideas just really suck. I mean, let me give you an example. Yeah. All right. Uh, wrap your car in ads to make extra money. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Charge e-scooters. I think that came and went. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought I was going to get you on one. I had that one. <laughs> I had it all. I had it all ready to go. I never heard of that before, right? So I'm doing the five minutes of research I did before yeah. you called me for the show. And I came across, uh, you know, you know, the lime yeah, and the bird. birdie yeah, or bird. whatever those scooter things, bird. Yeah, right. So I'm reading about this. Oh, you can make money charging the scooters. I'd never heard of that before. I never even thought about it before. And I'm looking at it and and they call them lime juicers. What are you right? going to do? Run an expense thought, cord from your house? I mean... I I thought that was clever as hell. I thought I was going to stump you. And I was, I had this thing. I was going to be like, Steve, you can make money with this thing called lime juicer. Can you guess what that is? Apparently you can. And it's an idea that's come oh, and gone. Yeah, let's see. And I never even knew about this it. This was from uh, two years ago. Yeah. It's, you're a little late to the party. Uh, but number, number wow. five on this same list is uh, you can make extra money delivering booze. I'm not sure. There's a company called yeah. Saucy, Saucy, uh, that allows you to deliver beer, wine, and spirits around your city. No, there, there's, there's another company too. Uh, I can't remember what the name. Uh, I can't remember what the name was. I mean, I'm not a big drinker, although I'm having a beer right now. But um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's just like Uber Eats for booze. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, it says that you have to have a. 2007 or, or newer car in order to be able to deliver for Saucy. I'm telling you, man, it's 1 a.m. <laughs> on a Saturday. Nobody gives a shit about what kind of car you're driving. <laughs> if, you, if you're delivering the beer, nobody cares. Yeah, some guy's going to peek his head out. Is that an OF and 4, bro? Yeah. <laughs> you take your beer and you go back. <laughs> That's like 10 years oh, old. Get no out of here. So here's some other really crappy side hustles. Uh, you could work for a company called Dolly. Uh, Dolly is a, a company that helps people get connected to move items that are too heavy. Uh, you could uh, connect with Rent-A-Friend. Uh, it, it's kind of what it says on the tin. You can Rent-A-Friend. I guess that's like an escort service without any benefits or something. I, I don't I don't know how that works. So what what was wrong with with Dolly? What's the bad? What's the? What's I don't the know. Bad, bad stuff. There? Well, you tell me. I mean, would you want to spend an afternoon helping a friend move for money? Yeah, or pizza? Because usually they try to get you a pizza <laughs> and beer. Well, you have to be over. Like, hey guys, I want you to set aside your entire weekend. I'll bring the pizza and beer. Just bring that that and sofa. You get to move my house. Yeah, carry those boxes. Yeah. But no, but I thought we were talking about side hustles that you, well, here's the thing for me with side hustles. Cause there's, there's so many of them out there. Some, like you said, are just horrible yeah. and some are really cool, but they're different for everybody. You know, everybody's in a different position, different place in their life. You know, like somebody like say like this uh, side hustle where you have this uh, Swimply, you heard of that yeah, app, right? Yeah. Where you can literally rent out your pool. No, I haven't heard of that one. I thought I told you about no. that one. Have you done? Yeah, they've got this. Done 
No, I haven't done it. No, I thought about it, but then I thought, I don't want randos in my backyard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for people that don't mind randos in their backyard, I mean, it could, but it was just, just I mean, pretty much anything you could think of these days, they have an app for that and they have a way for you to try to make money. Sometimes it works out really well and sometimes it sucks, but you know, but yeah, they have this thing called Swimply. And I think there's a couple other ones where it's like, you know, Hey, if you have a nice pool and a nice backyard and you're not using it, your neighbors will pay you money to rent your pool by the hour or whatever. And I, I've seen people do reviews on that where they literally, that's what they do. And they make, you know, they charge 25, 30, 40 bucks an hour. And they, you know, they have different rules and stuff and people have birthday parties in their backyard or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And, you know, they, they make, you know, a hundred bucks for, you know, renting out their backyard when they're, when they're not there. So there's, there's literally like an app for everything. Now, obviously if somebody doesn't have a pool, you know, they're going to say, well, I can't make money doing that. Cause I don't have right. a pool. Well, obviously, but you know, and, or people that say, oh, I can't do Uber. Cause Uber's like the cliche, you know, side hustle, right? Everybody say, oh, do Uber, right. you know? And then, oh, I don't have a car or my car's not new enough or I don't want strangers in my car or I don't want to die or whatever their excuse is, (laughs) all kinds of other apps and things that they could do to make money. So the important thing is just there's so many opportunities these days to find something that preferably you enjoy doing Mm -hmm. anyway and can make money at it. Chances are there's a legitimate side hustle opportunity for whatever it is that you like. Yeah, to if do. Uh, ends won't meet, you can either reduce expenses or you can increase income. One of the things that you just mentioned, Damon, is Uber. Uh, Damon and I, I, I don't know how long that guy had been driving. You know, the dude in Charlotte? The Shagwire? <laughs> he, was all, he was all pissed off. He couldn't drive for, uh, who was it? Uber Black? Is that what it was? Uber Black because his really, it was a really nice Jaguar, but it was yeah. white. <laughs> He was all pissed off about it. And so that's an example of somebody that gets pissed because he can't drive Uber black because he doesn't have the right equipment, but he could drive Uber. Well, he couldn't drive at all because we we almost, I think it started with us almost going through the, uh, the parking arm in the parking garage. He he almost took that out. If you hadn't screamed, we hadn't even made it out. We hadn't made it out of the parking lot yet. And I'm like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think it was the very next intersection. He, well, we almost got hit there. He ran red. (laughs) And I'm like, maybe the color of your car is not your biggest problem, bro. (laughs) Too bad I didn't have the lift app on my phone. I would have gotten out. Yeah. Maybe Uber is just not in your skills. Oh man. The shortest paid ride I ever took was in South Africa. Uh, we were going to a convention, and so I was staying at a hotel in uh, Cape Town, and I, the cab pulled up because we didn't have Uber or Lyft. The, the cab pulled up, and I got in, and I said, please take me to the convention center, and he looked at me and uh, gave me a strange look, and he was like, okay. So then he pulled down to the end of the driveway and goes, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> How much oh, was that? God. It would, I, I had to pay. I don't remember how much I had to pay. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so stupid. All right. So one of the things you can do, this is something you're really good at, Damon. You could sell things online, right? What are your favorite apps to sell things online with? So, well, I, I've, I'm really liking Facebook Marketplace lately. I like it a lot because it's a little bit more 
I don't know. I tend to get real people. You can kind of verify them by looking at the, because here's what'll happen. You're on Facebook marketplace and then there's the scams just like on Craigslist. Right. And they'll try to, you know, usually the ones that hit you up like immediately, Mm -hmm. as soon as you set the post, you get all excited. Like, Oh my gosh, two minutes. Someone already wants my junk. Right. That's usually the bot or the scammer. And usually the the one going around right now is, well, send me your phone number and I'll send you a code. And, 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 you know, I'm going to verify you're real. That's a total scam. Don't ever fall for that. But I like Facebook Marketplace because you can click on their profile and you can kind of see, you know, who are they? Where do they live? Um, and obviously people can make pr- fake profiles. But when you click on a profile and there's like two friends yeah. and one picture usually kind of looks like a model. Yeah. Right. Um, just go ahead and, and delete that one. But I like Facebook Marketplace. I still use the Craigslist app. That's a great place for listening to still good old fashioned Craigslist. I've tried a lot of the other ones, um, but I don't really use them that much. Um, they, like um, Mercari is one that I used to, I tried a few times. It's just, if they don't have the audience, you know, if they're not a popular yeah. app, it's almost like a waste of your time. Um, what was that There's other a, one? Oh, OfferUp. Yeah. I like OfferUp. I love the OfferUp app, but it just doesn't seem to have the, the audience. It doesn't seem to have the reach like a Craigslist or a Facebook so you could try offer up and, and get lucky, but it's just if there's not a lot of other people on the app in your area, it's going to be harder to sell your. Well, pack. how do you feel about the people off Facebook coming to your house? Um, so I've got mixed feelings about that. Um, usually I do the public meetup, um, you know, just because my wife and kids are here and stuff. Yeah. But I have had people come um, to the house. Um, you know, it, usually if I'm selling, I, I don't know. It, it depends on what I'm selling. Um, and, and how, you know, much of a pain it would be to put it in my own truck and drive mm-hmm. it somewhere and that. So I just kind of use my gut on that based on, you know, if, if they have, uh, you know, guns and things like that all over their profile <laughs> yeah. and, you know, weird things and that kind of stuff. And it's mm-hmm. just like, mm, no, that's okay. It's already sold, sir. Sorry. Well, you've had pretty good <laughs> luck for selling things on Facebook marketplace for decent money. And, one of the things that people can do if they don't know about it is you can actually uh, meet people at the local police station in the parking lot. Yeah, I've never I've never done that, but yeah, you can. Yeah, it, it is kind of wild pulling up to the police station. You either see uh, one of two things. Number one, exchanging the kids because it's dad's weekend. Or here's your crockpot. <laughs> exchanging the kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. Uh, well, well, going back to your lime juicer that you said is come and gone, I was reading something about, I guess at one point, um, they had issues where like, especially in like, you know, in areas where there was a higher than normal criminal element, you know, um, where they were having things go around where some of these, they call them juicers yeah. could get, you know, beat up or robbed where these people would, you know, drive the scooters and lure them down an alley or something. Cause that's the way it used to, it would work. You had the yeah. app, right. And your job was to go get the scooter and they didn't use an extension cord. They went with their vehicle, their truck or something. They had the app. It showed where all the scooters were parked, you know, for the (laughs) night, they would drive around, get the scooters, you know, collect the scooters and drive back to their house or wherever, plug them in overnight. And then in the morning, go drop them off at the specified Mm -hmm. location. But I guess they were having issues with people were getting, you know, lured down an alley because the criminals would take the scooter down the alley and then ambush them knowing that at night somebody was going to come and pick up the scooter. So I was like, that's not worth $5. So here's the problem with the scooter or the e-bike, because we had that here in my town, and it came and went. Because I I get on a bike, 
we'll pretend that I'm on a bike. <laughs> so, one time I yeah. got on a bike. Um, and you get on a bike and you ride it to like a strip mall and you're going out to dinner. Well, you can't lock it up. So what happens if somebody else comes? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, because because they, they're the right. next person to run it out and rides right. away with it. Well, can't you can't you keep it with the app where it's like 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 you hold your cab, right? Like you tell the app like you're not done with it. So it won't let somebody else unlock it and take it. I, I, right. I, well, I mean, then you're I guess I don't know, because here here's my one and only scooter story. It was actually a Lime scooter. And we don't have anywhere I where I live. I mean, I don't live like like downtown. They're, these are the more prominent like yeah. downtown, you know, in, in the towns. But we were out in Omaha for the uh, World Series, College World Series, a couple of years ago. My son and I, and you know, we had to park way away from TD Ameritrade Stadium, and we were walking in, which is no big deal. Get your steps in, no no big deal. And we saw these scooters, and we were about I don't know half a mile away from the stadium entrance mm-hmm. at that point. And I just thought, you know what? It'd be fun. My son and I, and he was, I think, 10 or 11 at the time. I'm like, oh, we'll get one of these scooters and we'll just ride in in style instead of walking and he'll have a blast. You know, it's like about the experience going to see the College World Series game. So there's all these scooters right here on this corner that we walked up to. And I mean, I could see the stadium. It was, you know, maybe half a mile away at that point. Not a big deal. So I'm like, hey, let's do this. So I download the app and all this stuff, figured out, uh, you know, put 20 bucks on the app or whatever it is. Scooters unlock. We're like, this is super awesome. So we ride down to the corner to we're right across the street from the stadium. The scooter won't go any farther. It says you have to stop here. And so I'm like, and I'm figuring this out. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to yeah. leave it here. Well, the app says, no, you have to leave the scooter in a designated location. Okay. You can't just leave it there. Well, guess where oh, the designated no. location to leave the scooter was? Half mile back. Where? Uh, <laughs> Where all the other damn scooters were left in the designated location. So I paid twenty dollars for my son and I to ride up to the to the World Series complex and then go, oh, and then ride all the way back to where we were, park the scooter, and then walk back to the World Series. That's horrible. That, that was the one and only time I ever tried them. Well, you know, there are other so, things. Uh, uh, would you ever consider what is that? service Turo where you can rent out your car. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that have Teslas that do mm-hmm. that. Um, I I've looked at that app. I don't know if I would ever do it. Um, you know, but I've rented out my trailer before. I've told that story on the podcast where I've had, you know, and I made actually really good money. I made, I made more money and this was a few years ago. I made more money renting out my trailer than it literally cost. So I ended up with like a free trailer. And then of course I made money when I sold it too. So that worked out great. But like so many good things, they tend to come to an end. And when I, for maybe Turo is going to be like this too, and kind of Uber, you know, as more and more people start to do it, it gets more competition. You start making less and less money, right? Because there's more competition. So everything kind of comes and goes. But when you know, I first started renting my trailer out back in 2017. It was easy money. And then as it became more and more popular, I, yeah, it was just this price competition to keep dropping price, keep dropping price, keep dropping price. And then like with Airbnb, the these companies that do the trailer rentals, um, like, like uh, RV Share and Outdoorsy, the ones that I was using, it just, I felt like every couple of months, they would like find a new way to hit you with a fee. Mm-hmm. And increase the percentage they were taking. 
And, and what started out as a really reasonable fee, in my opinion, turned into these mother effers are making more money on my trailer than I am. And it's my damn trailer. <laughs> you know, I'm taking all the risk I'm doing. It got to the point where like, if, if you, you could offer like delivery service where I would do that a couple of times where I would literally drive my trailer to somebody's campground, mm-hmm. drop it off for them, set it up. So literally all they had to do was just show up and it was all there set up. We had all the all the camp gear, it was like basically do it yourself or done for you camping, right? It was just, you show up at the spot, camp in it for however long you want and then leave. And then I'll come get it and I'll deal with all the crap that nobody wants to deal with. Well, outdoors, the NRV share got to the point where they were then charging me fees on like my delivery service. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm the one paying for right. the gas. I'm the one putting in the work. I'm doing all that. I get you're charging a percentage fee on my overall rental, but on my ad- add-ons, you can't be hitting me with a fee for that too. Like they started charging me a fee on my cleaning fee. And it just got to the point where it wasn't worth it because that I had to start charging lower and lower prices because more and more people were listing their trailers and their fees were going up. And I just got out of it and, and people still do that and you can still make money on it. But like anything else, it's got to, you know, the juice has to be worth the squeeze as they say. <laughs> You're lime juicer. Yeah, if you can, if the if you're gonna make five dollars juice in a scooter and you're gonna get beat up every other week, it's probably no, not worth. Not the at squeeze. all. One of the online selling places that I, it's the one I predominantly use is uh, eBay. I mean, I just sold a fourteen hundred dollar airplane part on eBay, and, Hate and eBay. I mean, I've sold motorcycles. I sold uh, my truck on eBay. Uh, I've had good luck with it because it really exposes you to a, a large audience, but. You've had negative experiences on eBay. I haven't had the best experiences on Facebook Marketplace. So you just got to try a bunch of them and see what works best for you. Yeah, eBay is dead to me. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you're dead they, to them. They still they still think I owe them $50 and I'm not going to pay it because I don't owe it. They tried to screw right. me over and we're going to see who wins this battle. I'm going on two years. I'm winning. Well, I, I don't, I'm not sure you're actually winning. It's like me saying that I'm winning trying to solve my Facebook problem because I spent four hours today looking for customer support on Facebook. It just doesn't exist. Oh, it's purely irrational, emotional response. But in my head, I'm winning. <laughs> okay. Well, so <laughs> driving for Uber or Lyft, it sounds like it's a, a pretty good idea. Uh, I have met either people who are new to it and just doing it part-time or when they can. And I've also met people who have like 10,000 rides under their belt. You know, they've been doing it constantly. Any of these things, they're going to have some downsides. Right now, people are talking about Uber and Lyft and, and other gigs that they promote them as being able for you to be your own manager, do your own thing. But yet these apps uh, control the jobs that you get by... Are you accepting all the jobs that are available? Are you getting all good marks? Um, You don't get to select the ride that you're doing or the groceries that you're picking or anything else. You have to accept the next app. So, And I think the biggest thing is if you are not used to being your own uh, employer, you're a, a contractor for another company, you better be prepared to do things like manage money to pay your taxes Know that when you're not working, you're not earning, and uh, it's not like you're just an employee. But uh, you and I have both talked to people who have made, I don't know, what's the most I've 
ever talked to somebody that made on Uber. I mean, clearing like after all their expenses and everything, a couple grand a month, I think. There's certainly lots of people yeah. there doing 600s. I, I had a client that at one point was doing about 2000 a month, but he was an el- older gentleman. He was retired. He was on Social Security, and he wasn't able to do it full time. Um, and he was making about $2,000 a month. This was a couple of years ago. Um, but, but you know, the, the thing that I really like about, you know, the, the whole new gig economy is there's so many different areas, like I said, and, and it depends on where somebody's at in their life. You know, if you're somebody that like, I need to make 20 bucks an hour, no matter what, I don't have the luxury of trying to start mm-hmm. a business and, and hope it, you know, grows and, and hope I can, you know, break even in a year. Like I need money for, you know, gas tomorrow. What's so great about a lot of these things is like you said, you're, you're really just, it's not really your business. You're just a 1099 employee, but it has a lot of flexibility that people need. So they can do things where it's like, Hey, I'm going to trade my time for money. I can't go and try to pursue this thing that I really want to do and really actually start my own business right now, but I can fill in the gaps with these gig, you know, jobs or whatever, or get on Fiverr or Upwork or something like that. If they have some skills that they can sell and actually just trade time for money until I can build up to the point where maybe ultimately I do want to start like my own real side hustle. That's actually my own business or a real, you know, uh, a business for myself, but it's not going to return any actual cash to me in the short term. So they can use a lot of these kind of 1099 gig contract work type jobs to build up the revenue that they're going to need or the savings. So they can ultimately get to where they want to go. You know, sometimes these things like Uber and Uber eats and Amazon, they, they can just be a means to an end for somebody, but I'm just amazed at the opportunities that are available for people. And if you start Googling, you know, side hustles and it, it's amazing the stuff, like I found one today. Uh, I think I've seen it before, but have you heard of this app called, uh, there's like two of them that I found. One's called neighbor. One's called stow it. No, have you no. heard of these? So these are apps where, I'm, I'm telling you, anything you can think of that somebody's created an app and figured out a way to streamline a process for you to be able to make money with it. But these two apps, Neighbor and Stowit, essentially allow you to rent out extra space like a garage or even a freaking driveway. You can rent your driveway on this Neighbor app. And people are going, why in the hell would I rent? Who would want to rent my driveway? Let me give you a perfect example. I live in a gated community. There's HOA, right? HOA, good, bad, or indifferent. But here in this community, you cannot park on the street overnight. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can park in your garage. You can park in the driveway. But if you park on the street, hell hath no (laughs) fury like the HOA driving by at 2 a.m. that sees your car with uh, half an inch of the dually tire hanging onto the rocks off the driveway. (laughs) They will nail, they drive around with the damn spotlight. Okay. So, but you think, okay, fine. You park in your garage, park in the driveway, but there's a lot of houses in this neighborhood, in this area that maybe that's only a two car garage. Uh, maybe it's an, you know, uh, so they have two car driveway. Well, what if they have stuff in their garage? So there's a, you know, a, a family and they have teenage kids that are now driving. So maybe they have three or four cars mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. household. Well, if they can only fit maybe one car in their garage and at most two cars on the driveway, where does little Johnny that just turned 16, he's all excited. He got a car. He can't park it anywhere. In fact, I was in Facebook today, just today, and a lady had made a post in the local community section 
And essentially what she's asking, is there anybody that has an extra spot <laughs> in their driveway? Because my son drives a VW Jetta very, you know, she's like selling her son very nice. He's not noisy. And the HOA has been giving him tickets left and right. He needs a place to park. And then she highlights the map within this, you know, perimeter of yeah. our house. So I went to neighbor. I looked on the app. There's not a single person in the neighbor. And there's, I don't know, four or 5,000 houses in this general area, maybe more than that, probably. There's not a single person on the app listing their driveway um, for rent <laughs> on the app, probably because they don't right. know about it. But here's a perfect, good situation where I guarantee you, because I've seen it before, there are probably you know, 50, 60, 70, maybe a hundred families in this immediate area that would love to be able to borrow a neighbor's driveway to park a, a car that they don't have room to park. It's a big deal here. So somebody could either advertise it themselves on the local Craigslist and then not even have to pay a cut to neighbor, you know, and, and these people can charge whatever you can charge a hundred dollars a month to let a teenager park in your driveway if you're not using it. That's a hundred bucks a month for nothing. Well, good apps. I wrote them down. I'm going to look them up. I'm I got uh, some space to rent. Well, there you go. Uh, one of the other apps that you mentioned, two of them actually, I really like them. One of them is Fiverr, f i v e r r dot com, and Fiverr is brilliant because I have done so many things, whether it's recording the cheesy intro song <laughs> or <laughs> something else uh, using Fiverr. And not all services are $5. Some of them are a little bit more expensive. That is one of the places that I found a mechanical engineer that I work with on uh, design projects. And he does a great job. Upwork is another one that you mentioned. Upwork, I tend to find people that have more advanced skills I just hired a uh, structural engineer to spec out some beams for a little construction project that we're working on. He's an architect. I got a stamped copy of the drawings, and it only cost me $120. You can have skills, not just uh, entry-level skills. You can have skills that people need all over the world and list yourself on one of those apps. I have heard nothing but good things. So it's an it's yeah. another opportunity. Speaking of skills, have you heard of Handy? I guess it sounds like a handyman thing. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I was going to say not if you take your mind out of the gutter, it's a little bit different. <laughs> but it, it is a handyman thing. It's uh, I haven't used it. I just you know again came across it. But if you're you know if you've got some skills and and you're handy, yeah. right? You can essentially this app just essentially connects. People that are handy with people that aren't. Yeah. <laughs> and and so if you've got certain skills, uh, it, this thing is listed on here where it's talking about, um, you know, make up to $22 an hour as a, a cleaner, like a house cleaner, or $45 an hour as a handyman, or it's talking about up to $62 an hour as a lawn care pro. So if you've got certain skills, you know, I mean, and it, to mow yards and things like that, it, it's... I, I shouldn't say it doesn't take any skill. It's, it, you know, you have to learn it, but it's, it's, it's pretty quick and easy to learn how to mow right. a lawn. You know, I mean, if you really wanted to and you know, 50 bucks an hour, 60 bucks an hour, flexible schedule. Um, you know, that's not that bad compared to what did you have to do 30 years ago, Steve, <laughs> you know, or, or, or 15 years yeah. ago. I mean, the, the access that we have now as a society to be able to say, I need some extra money. 
the, the stuff that's available to people that was not even a thought 15 years ago is just mind boggling to me. Like you can do anything. Yeah, it was uh, when I was growing up, you either did babysitting, lawn mowing, helped out with painting or car washing or something like that. Boy, I'll tell you what, I would like to be a babysitter these days because I read the other day that the going rate for a babysitter near a metropolitan area is $30 an hour. 30 bucks an hour? Maybe I should be (laughs) a babysitter. Unfortunately, you've got that. Uh, you're a little bit too old and <laughs> sketchy. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think I'd pass the interview. Well, I just looked on, on care.com. It's another one of these gig sites. If you're looking for some type of uh, a babysitter or home health aid or something like that. In my area, right now, there are 88 babysitters available if I needed one. And the other thing, you could still even go to like good old fashioned Craigslist. You know, um, Craigslist has a, a section called gigs, yeah. you know, gigs, people looking for gigs. And and you can go and you got to be careful. Some of the stuff, you know, you got to obviously use discretion and good judgment. If it sounds off or a little too good to be true, um, you know, it's, it's you know, be smart about, you know, what you're what you're clicking on. But I mean, you can earn money like, you know, a walking dog. You can join like like apps like Rover. Right. If you love dogs and you could be like a dog sitter where people they go away for the weekend and they don't want to take their dogs to like, you know, the pet smart right. kennel or whatever. And, you know, or, or you could go and be like a house sitter. You watch your dogs in somebody's house or they bring their dogs. I've dropped my dogs off with rovers yeah. before when we were gone and I didn't want them to sit in a kennel. And it's been it's been great. You, you go to the house of the rover, you know, you meet them and you see where the dogs are going to be. They get to meet your dogs. And now it's like. Your dog is, it's like an Airbnb for your dog, right? You know, it's like they get to live at their house for the week or whatever. And, and, and that's a great service. But if you, you go to Craigslist and you just go into gigs in the area, I mean, you can see all kinds of stuff from, you know, cleaning houses to even mowing lawns, whatever it is, you can just kind of scroll through and there's all kinds of people you know, offering different amounts of money for different well, you things. Hired, I mean, if you just need some You've hired cash, mechanics off Facebook, haven't you? I found the best mechanic ever. It's if for anybody that's in Colorado. It's a shameless plug okay. for Josh. <laughs> Meticulous Automotive. If you're in Colorado Springs, go see Josh at Meticulous Automotive. I love him so much. I now live in Arizona. I'm taking a trip to college. Oh, speaking of college world series, I'm not going to get a damn line scooter this time, but we're, we're leaving next week to go back to the college world series up in Omaha. My son's got a baseball tournament. So we're going to do that and go, go to the world series games thing we do every year. It's awesome, but I'm going to be driving through Colorado. What do I do? I pick up the phone. I call my boy, Josh. And I'm like, Josh, here's all the list of things that I want done on my truck as I'm passing through. So he clears the schedule for the day for me. That's how good of a mechanic he is and how much I love him that I, I make a special trip to swing by on my vacation to, because he is so much better and, and more reasonably priced than most of these mechanics that are out there. And you're right. I found him on Craigslist looking for a local honest mechanic and I came across him and I've been taking my cars to him now since I think 2016. And he just threw up a little ad on Craigslist, and that's how I found it. Another thing that you can do if you want to make some money, become a part of a focus group. So in major metropolitan areas, there are companies that conduct focus groups, which are where uh, an advertiser or a client wants to pitch some sort of new idea and get people's feedback. And the 
The advertiser sits behind a glass window and watches people around a conference table talk about these things and share your opinion. And I've done a bunch of these, and I've also hired focus groups. As somebody who's participated, I think I the average pay has been like $75 an hour. So it's not chump change. And uh, if you want to share your opinion and you like doing that, and you want to get paid for it, so call local marketing companies or search for focus groups in your area. And all you have to do is register. And when something comes up, they'll give you a call. I'm, I'm actually just scrolling through uh, gig work on uh, Craigslist right now in the Phoenix area. I've got an interesting what? one for you. Um, make money being a surrogate mother. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit too much commitment for me. <laughs> well, for you, it would be, yes. But it, but you know, this is paying forty five hundred to seventy five hundred a month. I don't know anything about it. I'm not endorsing this. I just came across it. Okay, Somebody. there's another one that's offering fifty to seventy grand for a surrogate mother. That's a lot of commitment. I'll give you that. It's a little bit more commitment than delivering Uber yeah. Eats. I, I, I'll give you that. <laughs> You're delivering a bigger, more important package, but you only have to deliver well, it. Well, you know, I was looking at a, a gig for assembling furniture, but if you want to assemble a child, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would so be down for a furniture assembler. I hate assembling furniture. All right. So uh, there's a site, TaskRabbit. So, yeah. Oh, I've heard of that so one. It's kind of another one of these odd job things, uh, and maybe on your, your handy app. <laughs> <laughs> are you handy why yes i am you can find somebody that'll assemble furniture but uh i think it, that's great i hate assembling furniture what about here's one um i don't know anything much about it but you hear it all the time i don't know if you got to probably be really careful with this one but uh uh a up to a thousand dollars your first month for donating plastic oh my god in college yeah that's how Lots of people made extra money. Well, here's I'm here's my question. I've donated plasma once, and that was because my brother in law had cancer, um, so I, I didn't get paid for it. I was glad to do it. I didn't, didn't you know? But here, here's I'm reading one of these sites uh, today, and see if you can figure this out because I'm thinking, mo this is saying you know this place will give you like up to a thousand dollars bonus, but you know ongoing. It's talking about paying you like fifty to seventy-five dollars yeah. on average per time you donate the plasma. And I'm thinking, okay, well, it takes about an hour, hour and a half, and okay, if you're going to pocket seventy-five bucks, not a bad gig. Well, how often can you donate plasma, right? So I'm reading this, and it says the American Red Cross says donors can give plasma every twenty-eight days and up to thirteen times a year. So then I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, you can add that to your repertoire, yeah. right? But, you know, once a month, 75 bucks, that's fine. But, you know, you're not going to be like breaking the bank on it. But then I kept reading because it says, comma, but many private companies follow the U.S. Food and Drug Administration regulation, which allows people to donate plasma once every two oh days. My God. And I went, what? Wait, 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 wait. Why such the discrepancy? The FDA says it's okay to donate uh, up to, and then it says or twice in a seven day period. So it says you can donate eight times a month, but the Red Cross says only once. Yeah, a month. I had a roommate in college that would go like two or three times a week until he just got too weak and he could. <laughs> he could. Well, that's what I'm. I'm saying it's like I don't. I. I you might want to research that before you just like oh great seventy five bucks a pop eight yeah. times a month. You might not. I, I. I feel like I saw a Married with Children episode one time. Have you seen that one where? Al Bundy was donating blood for money and, 
and he, he was like staggering around and something like he donated nine pints or whatever. <laughs> and someone said, but the human body only holds eight. <laughs> and he goes, the brain hides some. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's one you could look at, but I, I would be cautious of over donating, especially if you pass out yeah. on, you know, on the yeah, way yeah, out. I mean, maybe combining some of those walk a dog, as you drive yeah. somebody in your Uber or Lyft uh, and drop them off near the plasma <laughs> center, and then you can donate. On the way home, you could be a secret shopper. And and have Amazon packages that you're delivering all along That's the right. way. And also Uber Eats for that last mile. You know that I you know what? I would love to either talk to somebody or do an experiment and figure out like what's the most gigs you can literally do almost at the same time overlapping and how much money you could really make if you you were serious about it, right? Like got an actual chart out and scheduled it out and just tried to maximize the earnings with as much of the things as you could in a single day. I don't know. That'd be a good experiment. That would be I a good wish, experiment. We should do I a wish show. somebody that was listening to our podcast would do that and then... Oh, oh, what? oh. And you could be a surrogate mom during this whole process. <laughs> <laughs> to cap it off with that 75k sweet money so what you could do is do the uh the lime juicer thing because if you were the surrogate mom and the lime juicer then you could get knocked up and knocked out <laughs> <laughs> you could be driving uber the whole time you're carrying the baby <laughs> well i was trying to make it for a nice segue here but if anybody does any of this stuff please let us know by going to getoutofdebt.org slash message and leave us a voice message and tell us about your experience in the gig economy world or what it was like for you to get started. Yeah, or if you're currently doing any of this stuff and you think we're full of crap or whatever, give us some feedback on it. You know, Are these things good to do, not good to do? Yep, getoutofdebt.org slash message. Getoutofdebt.org slash message. And hopefully we've talked about a, a whole range of websites that'll give you a chance to do something. Do something. There's lots of opportunity out there. Try something. If you don't like it, do something else. There's something for everybody out there. And then Absolutely. tell us about it. Damon, thank you again for another debt-free dudes. I appreciate it. And I guess I will talk to you soon. See ya, Ying. <laughs>